Palo Alto Networks, in cooperation with technical user group WaveTech, has identified 92 samples of a new iOS malware family known as KeyRaider in the wild. According to Palo Alto, KeyRaider is believed to have compromised more than 225,000 Apple accounts, the largest known Apple account theft caused by malware to date. Here, Ryan Olson, Intelligence Director of Unit 42 at Palo Alto Networks, joins me to discuss this new malware attack and what it could mean for the future of iOS security. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Ryan, could you just give our audience some background about when and how you discovered KeyRaider? The analyst who was working on this is a guy named Claude Zhao, who works for Palo Alto Networks, and he was working with the folks over at WaveTech, and a lot of their users had noticed just strange things that were happening on their jailbroken phones. And so he jumped in to help them out and start investigating what kind of malware might be involved. Talking to the WaveTech guys, it sounds like this probably started going back to the end of last year, sort of the first versions of KeyRaider coming out, and then it really came to a head last week when the WaveTech team got access to a whole bunch of data, which really exposed the breadth of the attack overall. And what kind of data did did Palo Alto discover and where did you find it? Yeah, so there was a database that was collecting all of the information from each of the infected phones. And the database included a variety of information, but the key points were Apple user IDs, so basically the email address that people are using to log in, as well as their password, basically the global unique identifier for each of the phones themselves, as well as some keys and some certificates, which are used to send specific messages to phones and sort of jumping around some of Apple security. So in total, we found a, found a little bit over 225,000 of these. The WayTech guys actually identified the command control server had a vulnerability, which allowed them to jump into the server itself and get access to about half of those credentials overall before the attacker was able to shut down their access to it. And we were able to push all those credentials over to Apple so that they could take action on them. So with this kind of account information being compromised, what could the risk be? What could the possible attack be against some of these users? Yeah, there's a lot of potential attacks once you have somebody's Apple ID and password. So obviously their iCloud account uses the same credentials. All the photos that they have that are stored there, all the information that might be in their Mac email as well. But the way that this was being used was actually to purchase applications from the App Store fraudulently. So we saw about 225,000 credentials that were taken. Well, on the other side of this, there was a jailbreak tweak, basically a piece of software that someone can install on a jailbroken phone, which was being pushed by a specific user to about 20,000 people who had downloaded and installed it. And what it purported to do was to let anyone buy or get access to any App Store app for free. And what was actually happening on the background is that the tweak would sort of perform a little man in the middle on the phone itself so that when someone who wanted to go buy an application but get it for free, they click the button to say, buy this. And in the background, the tweak would go and pull the credentials from one of the stolen accounts out of the server and then use those to actually authenticate to Apple server and make the purchase on their behalf. So in this way, what they were trying to do is basically create this world for a small number of people where they could get any app that they wanted to for free, but at the expense of all those people whose credentials had been stolen and were being used to buy the actual apps. So Ryan, you've talked about how the stolen data was being used to perpetrate fraud. Can you talk about mm -hmm. how KeyRaider actually got in? So it's targeting jailbroken devices, but how did it actually get into the devices? jailbroken iOS devices are those that people have used some sort of vulnerability that's in the phone to take lower access control of it. So generally, Apple keeps their devices really well locked down. And one of the reasons for that is to make sure that they're more secure. Well, the only programs that can run on a locked down iOS device are those that have been blessed by Apple. 
People who want to run other things on their phones tend to jailbreak them. So in this case, the people who were getting infected with Key Raider had jailbroken their phones, and they were going and downloading what was basically pirated software. So software which you could normally get from the App Store, but people didn't want to pay for it, so they were getting these pirated apps from all sorts of different places. There's a lot of different repositories where people have published these, and they make them available. In this case, certain versions, and we saw a couple of sort of fake antivirus programs and cleaner applications and a whole bunch of others, which had been posted on these repositories but included the Key Raider Trojan inside them. So they're really acting like a Trojan horse. They thought that the users who were downloading them thought they were a legitimate tool, and they got a legitimate tool along with this backdoor that was on their phones and stealing their actual credentials. Ryan, are you aware of any Apple customers that have actually been scammed because of this compromised data? You mentioned that they were being charged fraudulently for some of the apps that were being purchased by the fraudsters or others who were, had been given the information, but do you have any idea of how many customers there may have been? Yeah, well, we don't know how many have actually been impacted. There were quite a few uh, members of the Wayback community who had actually said, hey, I'm seeing fraudulent charges in my account. I'm seeing applications purchased that I didn't actually buy. And that's one of the things that led Waytech and our researchers to start actually investigating this. So we know that it's been happening. But when you have 225,000 credentials that have been taken and only 20,000 people who are abusing them potentially, it might not be every one of those users whose credentials were actually used for fraud, but you probably have a significant number of them who were impacted. So overall, Ryan, how significant would you say the risk posed by Key Raider is? So if you're not jailbreaking your phone, which I would recommend everybody not do, if you have an iOS device, you're much more secure if you do not jailbreak it, then you're not at risk from Key Raider. Apple keeps the iOS devices well enough locked down that if you're not removing those protections, it's much less likely that you're going to get infected with malware. So Key Raider is really much more of a threat for the people who have taken those protections off, who are sort of playing out in the Wild West. They want to download any software that they want, and along with that comes quite a bit of risk. And one of those risks, or the latest risk, is really Key Raider. So because only jailbroken devices have been impacted, do you see Key Raider adversely impacting consumer confidence in iPhone security at all? So generally, anytime there's a report about some iOS device that's been impacted by malware, it certainly sort of rings in people's heads, normal iOS users who think, ah, so my phone might not be invincible. In this case, I, I don't think they should have that feeling. They shouldn't think if they're not jailbreaking their phone that suddenly they're at more risk than they were before. But there certainly is something in the back of people's mind anytime they hear about malware for their operating system, for iOS in this case, that it just sort of brings up the specter of the possibility that their device could be vulnerable. Now going back to this particular attack, again, you mentioned how the attackers are getting in and that they're jailbroken devices. Is there anything that can be done to fix this for those who have already been infected? If you find that you are infected, you can remove this malware. We actually posted instructions on how to do that on our blog. And it basically requires modifying or deleting the actual malware files on the phone, which people who've jailbroken their phones and have sort of taken that technical step are probably capable of also taking the even more technical step of deleting these files. But most people shouldn't need to worry about this because they're probably not infected with Key Raider. It's really just this small set of people who are operating the, in the, the world of jailbreak and downloading these pirated pieces of software. Brian, what would the implications be for organizations that allow their employees to bring and use their own devices at work if some of these devices had been the jailbroken devices? Yeah, people bringing jailbroken devices inside their company networks is really is a big risk. It's not a huge part of the population, but getting access to someone's iCloud credentials could mean getting access to their backups, getting access to the functionality for Find My Phone, to be able to wipe the phone. There's a lot of possible business risks 
if someone has allowed those jailbroken devices into their network. So certainly this is one of those things that I think any network administrator, security administrators, should try to have a handle on inside their networks and at least know, are there jailbroken devices in my network or not? And try to have the ability to stop them from being able to access corporate materials. And then Ryan, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience about this new type of malware? Most important thing that I want people to understand is that KeyRaider is a threat to people who've jailbroken their phones, and if you're considering jailbreaking your phone, really think about the security risk before you do that. It's not something that you should do on any kind of device that you want to use for financial transactions, and quite frankly, I wouldn't even read my email on a jailbroken phone. There's just too many potential risks for it. Well, Ryan, I'd like to thank you for your time. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Ryan Olson of Palo Alto Networks. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.